0: Trust the only payment solution developed for attorneys and recommended by 47 state bars,
1: LawPay. Your child is getting ready to start law school and you want to be as supportive as possible. But are there times when your support might cross the line? Probably. Say some law school student services deans. I'm Stephanie Francis Ward, and on today's episode of the ABA Journal's Asked and Answered, I'm talking about how not to be a helicopter parent with your adult child who's going to law school. Joining me today is Sandra Tennessee, the Associate Dean for Student Affairs at the University of Houston Law School. Welcome to the show, Sandra.
0: Thank you, Stephanie. So glad to be here.
1: Yes. So say you have a child who's getting ready to go to law school. What should you tell yourself about staying out of his or her business at this point in their lives?
0: Well, you know, it is a challenge to stay out of a child's business, as many of the parents have been deeply involved in their child's educational experience. But I think one of the things that you could do is just set up open lines of communication, because I find that when students go to law school, it's important for them to keep their sense of community and the connections that they've had that have helped them be successful up to this point. So I think you should be open with your child and keep those lines of communication, but not try to insert yourself completely in their experience.
1: So would that be maybe having a conversation before with them before they go saying, okay, I'm not going to nudge you. If you need me, call or text me, as opposed to calling them every weekend and saying, well, you know, what's your homework? What are you doing this weekend? Things like that.
0: Exactly. And one of the things that I do as a dean of students is I try to give students some prompts that they can use To contact the family before the family contacts them, right? Get them before they get you. And so to let them know, hey, this is what's happening, you know, this is what we're doing. Because law school is so different. I mean, there's not a lot to say sometimes. You have one exam at the end of the semester, and sometimes you don't even know what's going on after a given class. So you don't always have anything to say. So I really try to encourage them to just keep communication. And sometimes it's helpful to not even talk about law school, to be able to have a breather and talk about something else.
1: Can you give me some examples of prompts you tell students as suggestions?
0: Well, sure. So sometimes parents want to know, you know, who your friends are, right? Because they've been involved in the student's life from high school to college. So just share with them, you know, some of the people that they've met, what type of support the school has. For instance, maybe the the student affairs office has had a program of some sort of selecting your classes. Maybe the career development office has had a program of how to Search for a summer internship. And so those are some things that parents are thinking about and concerned about. And so those are some prompts that I would give them that are very easy and activities that are happening on a regular basis at school.
1: And so where with your job, a lot of times students will come and just talk to you about their lives and what's going on. Do you hear very much from a student like, oh, my God, my mom or my dad or maybe both or just they're driving me crazy?
0: So interesting enough, when we talked about this particular broadcast and I was reflecting on, you know, what do I hear from parents or, you know, from the students? It really is, for the most part, quiet on the school front with the, quote, helicopter parent. Now, we'll say that we are in the season of admissions. And so we've been having our open house programs where we invite admitted students to come and and try to help them make their decisions and show them our school. Well, one particular student did bring his mom, and the mom had been instructed to give the student space. So she was across (laughs) the room while he was interacting with everybody at the program. But To his chagrin, I met mom, and, you know, she was a very lovely person. And so he was like, oh, my gosh, you've met my mother. But for the most part, you know, I don't really hear much back and forth. Another anecdote is that one student did tell me that she overheard some students complaining about how their moms did their laundry. Oh, that's not a complaint. That would be good. She didn't do it the way that they wanted it done.
1: Oh, well... (laughs) I mean, and maybe that's something else to think about is maybe you have a child that still kind of feels like... I think sometimes with children, as they get older, they don't want you, but then it's like they will panic. So what can you do as a parent to help them do their own laundry, per se, or maybe not call you in a panic sometimes?
0: Yes. So they have to start cutting the cord sooner, Uh right? And I was looking at an article about the signs that you were raised by a helicopter parent. So in some regards, the student is actually a child of a helicopter parent, but this is what they're used to. So for them, it may not be as intrusive as we think it would be for them, right? Okay. So for instance, a student may need to call their mom or dad before making any decision. Mm -hmm. because they've just always been involved in that decision-making process. Or perhaps they consider their parent their best friend, which is not a bad thing, but they're so involved in that circle that every step, there's the parent. So the parent really has to make an effort to begin to let the student do things on their own.
1: And going back to what you said about... Admitty, who brought his mom to the open house of the law school. If you're going to go to that with your child, maybe a good conversation to have is, okay, how do you want me to act to this? What should I do? What is my role in this? Because this is about you, not me.
0: Right. And I think that she was very comfortable with her role. But I do think, having read this article, you know, being raised by a helicopter parent, there probably was some of that there because he consults her about all of his decisions. On the other hand, I will say that she told me that he selected the schools that he applied to. So she had no idea what schools he applied to until the time came to make a decision. So I guess in some ways, the cord was beginning to lengthen in that relationship.
1: And I'm just, I'm curious for times now, is it unusual for a parent to come with their adult child to a law school visit like that?
0: It is not unusual. I mean, you know what?
1: These are big
0: decisions and we're talking about a big expense. So I do think that it is appropriate to include someone that you trust into helping you make those decisions. I mean, when when you come to open houses Sometimes you can be swayed by bells and whistles, and maybe you're not looking at some of the more practical aspects of the program that you should be considering. So I do think that it's helpful to have someone whom you trust in that environment. And we certainly welcome them to be here and to get a closer look at the program.
1: And I've been curious, in terms of having a hard time letting go of their adult child who's going off to law school, do you think it might be harder for many attorneys, one, just because of oftentimes being a type A personality, and two, you know that law school in many ways is a game, and you need to figure out how it's played to do well?
0: I think probably with attorney parents, they try to school their children more, right, because they know Mm -hmm. more, just Mm -hmm. as you've said. So they really try to lay out the, this is what grades mean in your first semester, in your first year. This is the type of clerkship that you should get. And so those type A personalities lay out, okay, here is the particular game plan that you should think about when you go into the program, and with that, it could certainly cause the student some stress of trying to live up to that game plan that has been outlined.
1: And what about, have you noticed any differences with law professors who have children who go to law school? How involved do they tend to be or, or want to be?
0: So, you know, I don't think it's any more or less than an attorney parent. The difference with a law professor is that they may understand some other nuances about law school. For instance, in the first year, the school picks which section a student is going to be in. So if a child is coming, say, to the professor's own school, they might have some preferences about which section or which professors they would like for their child to have or maybe not have during their first year of law school. And that's just something that being an attorney, you wouldn't necessarily know the particular nuances in the school in the same way that the professor would know.
1: Do you think if someone is a law professor or on the administrative side, is it a good idea to have your child go to law school where you work?
0: You know, I was thinking about that and I I don't see anything that is particularly problematic about that particular situation, but I do think that it could cause a little bit more pressure for each individual, right? So for the, the professor or the administrator, they might feel a little bit more pressure. Oh my gosh, I hope my child does well because we're at the same school or the child feeling, I hope I do well because, you know, my parent is at this school and I want to make a good impression. Each would want that particular outcome during the child's education, but even more so because they're right there in the same environment.
1: Okay. We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about whether it, might be harder than ever before to set up boundaries with your child in law school because it's much harder to find a job these days. We'll be right back.
0: Did you know that attorneys who accept online payments get paid 39% faster on average than those using traditional payment methods? With Law Pay, the only payment solution offered through the ABA Advantage program, you can accept client payments online, via email, or in person, no equipment needed. Visit LawPay.com slash podcast to sign up and get your first three months free.
1: And we're back. I'm Stephanie Francis-Ward, and on today's episode of the ABA Journal's Asked and Answered, I'm speaking of Sandra Tennessee, an Associate Dean for Student Affairs. We're talking about law students and helicopter parents and how you can avoid being one if you have a child who's about to start law school. So... Sandra, I'm curious, you know, it's so much harder to find work now and oftentimes the salaries aren't what they were a decade ago. All of these things, it's stressful to be a law student and it's probably stressful to be their parent as well. Do you think it's harder To, you know, follow the boundary set between you and your child and not get over-involved because there's so much anxiety about, you know, what kind of job your child is going to have once he or she graduates and passes the bar.
0: You know, I think that boundary could be difficult mainly because the parent is thinking about the marketplace when they were in school and how things were done during that period of time as opposed to what may be done now, they also, the parent, might be thinking about the resources that were available when they were in law school versus the resources that are present now. And so, one of the things that I would want to encourage that parent to do is to have the student seek out the resources that that school. Has to offer because I do find that sometimes students don't get the firsthand information and firsthand experience, and they base their decisions on somebody else's experience. In this case, perhaps their parent, when actually the support and the guidance is much greater than it was when their parent was in school.
1: So how can you encourage your child to take advantage of those resources without being a complete nudge?
0: Well, I think one of the things that they could do is really just ask, what are the resources? And have more open-ended questions, right? And not tell them what to do, but really engage them and listen to them and see, you know, if they have some angst about taking advantage of those services. Sometimes it might be because, you know, the child hasn't done as well in their academics in law school and so they feel that the resources aren't available to them because they're only available to the, the top 10% of the class, which oftentimes is not the case. And so I think really just mm-hmm. listening to the student and then encouraging them to check out the resources for themselves.
1: We spoke earlier about whether it's harder for attorneys to pull back when their kids go to law school. I was curious, I would imagine that somewhere some attorney parent has helped his or her child with the paper that they have to write. Do professors, can they tell or have a good sense of whether or not the student wrote it or how much work the student did, do you think? That's such a good question.
0: And I would say maybe. (laughs) (laughs)
1: And the reason why I say that is because
0: usually with papers, say if you're doing a seminar paper, you have to do several drafts of the paper. And I do think if the writing suddenly changes from what was in an initial draft to what was in some of the later drafts, it may be an indication that something hinky, might I say, is going on. That's not a legal term. (laughs) But what we really do, I mean, you know, they're always very sensitive to plagiarism, more or less, and not giving appropriate attribution to those sources that an individual is using. But I do think when you get into the analysis portion, that is really the student's work, that's going to come through as to whether there may have been a change in writer, again, based upon those earlier drafts and if, you know, the writing is inconsistent.
1: Okay. And in your career, what are some of like this, the craziest stories you've heard about a helicopter parent? At law school, I know. Before we started, I had mentioned that I had heard that a student had texted her mom during class because she couldn't read the law professor's writing. So the mom reportedly emailed the law professor and said, "Hey, you know your students can't read your writing. You need to write neater." <laughs> what? Are...
0: <laughs> well, we have received a call once from a parent who wanted us to reschedule the student's exam and we told the parent, well, if the student needs their exam rescheduled, we're going to need to talk to the student about that. We're not going to be able to change anybody's schedule based upon someone else. And so parent called second time and yet a third time. And so we finally contacted the student who was super embarrassed Mm -hmm. and had no idea that their parent was calling trying to get the schedule changed. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Another time I had a parent who wanted to have her child withdrawn from a class because she didn't feel that she was really connecting with the professor. And so she just really felt that the student needed to be withdrawn from the class.
1: What happened there? Well,
0: I mean, the student needed to stay in the class and take the exam. And then, of course, on the career side, we definitely have had situations where, you know, parents have had questions for not only our career office, but then wanted to further contact the firm to get a little bit more understanding of a benefit package or what other types of resources were available.
1: (laughs) Right. Well, what, what
0: did you tell them? I mean, you know, we talk to them and maybe give them some prompts to share with their student that they may want to get the additional information. And then we have a conversation with the student to encourage them to um, answer their parents' questions without parent particularly calling the firm.
1: Yeah. So say that you want your child to be as prepared as possible for law school and you don't want to get in their way. What is the best piece of advice you have about how you can help within your boundaries?
0: Well, one of the things, and I think this may be difficult for parents to do, but really making sure the student is connecting with their purpose of coming to law school. And the reason why I think that that is difficult because people come for a variety of reasons. But as we know, law school is challenging because it's an intense program. And if people don't really know why they're there, it makes it even harder. So I think one of the first things that a parent can really do is ask the student, you know, what are your goals for going to law school? And that doesn't necessarily mean that they have to know exactly what type of law they want to practice, but to know that the student is really going because they want to go and not because
1: they think that the parent wants them to go. Ah, I see. That's very good advice. And that's everything we have time for today. Sandra, I want to thank you so much for joining us. Well, I am delighted to be here.
0: I hope that some of the information I shared will be helpful. I'm sure it will be.
1: And listeners, thank you for joining us as well. If you like what you heard today, please rate us in Apple Podcasts. We'll see you next time for another episode of the ABA Journals Asked and Answered.